Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 506 of the Drunk Testers Podcast. I'm, as always, I am Tyler. And join me, we have the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? Well, to put it bluntly, I'm kind of warm right now. <laughs> yes, and- it is very warm. As with the other type of heating trend around the United States currently, Washington State is no different. But unlike the certain extremes in other places like uh, Iowa and stuff, it's actually within the 80s and somewhat of like the early 90s. Maybe like once or twice this week it's been like this. But uh, yeah, as blatantly as you can hear in the background, listeners, yes, I have my heater on because, well, I do not want to sweat my ass off. (laughs) You have your heater on? Fan on. Fan on, okay. I was like, wait a second. What? Like, maybe that's why you're hot, Gables. <laughs> like my, my heater uh, is in the closet. Once again, I am tired and the heat is doing stuff to me. <laughs> I understand. I understand. It gets you all sticky and humid. Yeah, it's, it's, it's brutal out there. You know, it's brutal out there, you know? But how? To quote are... Olivia Rodrigo. So. But how are yeah, you no, it, doing, Tyler? I'm doing all right. About the same, you know, um, tot as always, you know, it's, it's summer, you know, um, it's, it's hot everywhere, but it's, you know, it's whatever. It's hot. It's going to get hotter. It's, you know, it's August is in a couple of days, so it's whatever, but, uh, doing okay. You know, clanging and banging as always, you know, that Gables, uh, you know, it's been a nice little day having a day off and chilling out, relaxing. It was, it was a weird day though, where, um, I feel like the day just got away from me, you know, um, I was, I was right over to my, uh, parents house earlier because my um sister uh got covid uh she's a nurse at a hospital so she got covid again and um second time Ooh. getting it she got it like into 2020 and then i'm pretty lucky and then got it again and um so when i when i got covid earlier this year she was like extremely helpful for me she went because i couldn't go anywhere and i didn't have uh <laughs> no, it's just me here uh so she was super helpful for me like you know she went and go shopping for me and uh, brought me some medicine, stuff like that yeah. at the times while, yeah. you know, I was stuck in my apartment for a week. Um, so I figured, you know, it'd be nice. And I brought her some Starbies and you know, we're both big Starbucks fans. So yeah, brought her a, brought her a Starbies, stuff like that. And then went over and, uh, you know, talked to parents, stuff like that. So, you know, it's been, but I was, I was telling them, I'm like, you know, I was like, oh, I was like, what'd you, what you been doing today? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> she's like, we mean, you know, I'm like, I feel like I woke up at like seven this morning, which is kind of late for me. Usually I'm up by like six or so. Um, it was nice sleeping in. And then, uh, I'm like, I told her, I'm like, next thing I know, it was like three o'clock. I'm like, I don't know what I like. She's like, well, like, what have you been doing? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> like, she's like, did you take a nap? I'm like, no, that's the thing. Like, normally I take, like, I told her, like, that's what made me realize it was three o'clock was like, I was like, oh, I, I usually on Saturday, I like to take like a, like a early afternoon nap oh. and stuff like, like, I like to get up early, you know, usually not like, but I usually just wake up like early at like six o'clock. Yeah. Um, and then like, get had get up, drink a pot of coffee, you know, play game of Madden while I drink my coffee. Like I usually do on the, on the weekends. I didn't even do that. Um, I'm like, I don't, I played some Fortnite today and like, I was going to, I wanted to beat as dusk falls and I didn't even do that. I'm on the last chapter. I'll talk about that later. But like my plan was to beat that and like watch and catch up on some shows, stuff like that. Cause I haven't had any time to do anything really during the week. Cause I'm getting off so late and I was just like, I'm going to catch up on some stuff. And I'm like, I didn't do any of that. I don't know what I did today. It was just like, I was going to take a nap, but it was like three o'clock. I'm like, Oh, well I guess I'm not taking a nap. 
And then uh, it's 5.45 and I'm over here bringing coffee to my sister. I'm like, and then now I'm here recording. So, Gables, I have no fucking clue what I did today. Um, <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. On one hand, it's nice to like, you know, have a day. But on the other hand, I'm like, fuck, man. Like, I don't know what I did. But yeah, that's what's going on with me. I'm, I'm just... It's been a day. It's been a foggy day. I did get a cool thing in the mail, though, today. All um, right. What'd you get in the mail? I got uh, this here. It is an Extra Life puzzle. Oh, hey, that's that cool. Frame here for people without reflection. But it's hard to get without reflection. It's possible. But uh, it's a cool thing for people that are, like, the premium members. Um, for Extra Life, um, you got a uh, free 1,000-piece uh, puzzle. I didn't realize how um, big it was. It's actually, like, I mean, like, you know. Like it's bigger here. I'm trying to get from here. It's like the size of my head. Like yeah. the, the picture does not do it justice. Like the pictures of it, like they show you on, like you see on like Twitter and stuff like that. Like it, I thought it was like a little tiny, you know, like a little box or whatever. Now this fucking thing is huge. It's a thousand pieces. I had no idea. So that's pretty cool. So I got that in the mail today. So, um, so, so I wanna, like, are you going to frame it? Yeah, that's what, that's what I literally I was going to say. I was like, I want to like, I know there's a way to like, you can uh, like put it together and then like, kind of like i don't know how like you get like glue it and stuff yeah Oops, my mic there sorry about that uh but yeah i want to i want to be able to uh frame it so um that's kind of what i'm thinking that's what kind of what i want to do is uh is do all that so um yeah so that's pretty cool so i'm pretty excited about that but uh yeah but that's uh that's coming up Gables. we're coming up on that one rapidly uh yes we are just a few months away there on that one yeah about three months away uh you know i want to bring up Gables. uh what about you know anthem Yes. Last week, playing it for extra life. Um, I was like, I, I posted on the talk ship group. I'm like, it's for it's guys, it's a penny. Like, we got to do a gamer night soon. And someone pointed out to me, Gibbs, I can't believe I didn't. I totally spaced this. I can't believe this. Someone brought up immediately. Someone said, <laughs> it's on Game Pass. I'm like, oh my god, you're 100 right. <laughs> like, why would I pay a penny and mail it to Gables when we could just play it on? What do we call Game Pass Gables? Oh, the best deal in gaming. Yeah, don't fucking yawn when you're talking about Game Pass Gables. It's exciting news. You're going to be hyped all the time when talking about Game Pass. Um, so, yeah. so But Gables, let's let's not do Anthem. Okay. Let's not do Anthem. Okay. I don't want to do Anthem. Okay. I, you know, I was thinking about this after we recorded. I was I was like four beers in when I had the idea. And, uh, you know, a lot of things sound good. You know, it's like I played a lot of trips with my buddies, you know, four or five beers in. Uh, at night, you know, like, hey, we're going on a cruise next year, guys. Let's fucking do it. Why don't we do it? And then you know, nothing happens. But uh, so, uh, anyways, um, I was, I, I, had, I was thinking about that. I'm like, I remember playing it in 2019 for Extra Life. I'm like, that's been my big Extra Life game. Oh, played it for like two hours. I'm like, this game is not fun. <laughs> so and then I had, fl- I thought about that. And then I had flashbacks to. You had flashbacks it, to it. Was it two years ago? Was it 2020 or 2021 when we played Resident Evil 6? Was that yep. last year if we did that? not last year it was the year before that it was in like 2020 okay yeah and i thought about i I flashbacks to that i'm like i've never been so mad and not having fun during actual life so let's not do that (laughs) dude all i remember from that party chat is us playing portions of resident evil 6 through chris's campaign because you have told me that was the worst portion of the game itself and so Of course, I wanted to do that one first to get it out of the way, and what ended yeah. up happening was disconnecting of the lobby. And the game well, sucked. All of us were playing that, yeah, and the game subsequently kept getting worse until we finally finished the damn game, but I didn't get any credit for the achievements because... Gables, do you, do you really want to say credit? Is that the term you want to use? Nah. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I agree. Yeah. It sucks not getting the, you, you, you did the, the crime, but you didn't get the, like the benefits of doing the crime. True. Um, so I get that, but uh, yeah, it was not a good time. So I was like, I never so badly just wanted to just like, like I definitely want, there's like every extra life. There's a point where I was like, I just want to go to, I just don't want to play games anymore. Um, but usually it's because I'm tired. I'm just like, I'm straight up not having a good time anymore. <laughs> like, I just want to, like, I'm so mad. I don't want to play video games anymore. And, like, we still have, like, 12 more hours at that point. So I'm like, like, it's hard. You know, Extra Life's hard. Like, I literally did this as a tip last year at our Extra Life po- podcast we did. was like, play games you want to play. Don't, you know, play good games. Don't Don't force yourself to play bad games because it's hard enough as it is. I'm like, I'm breaking one of the biggest rules of Extra Life is you know try to have as much try to make it as fun as possible don't make yourself play shitty games um so let's 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 scratch scratch that from the record so um but cables yes oh go ahead go ahead i think the thing that we did last year in regards to getting kind of close to that was when we were playing like uh the predator like hunting yeah stuff like that yeah we spent like maybe like a match or two and we just decided to ourselves like yeah this is yeah fun well yeah well the problem was like, yeah, we were having issues getting into games. Yep. And then at that point, the game had been out for like a year and a half. So the only people playing the game are the ones who are like hardcore into it. The king of kings of Predator. Yeah. So it's like just getting wrecked. It's like, man, like I bought the game at launch and I was having, I was really good at the game. And now it's like, fuck, I haven't played it since launch and I'm terrible at this game. So, um, <laughs> well, it's, everybody's just really good at the game now. So that's left all 12 of them. So, um, yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, just try to play good games during Extra Life. Um, but anyways, Gales, Extra Life's few months away. Yes. Um, let's jump in some some news here. Before we do that, if you're watching this, listening to us, whatever, please, um, you know, click on look down in those show notes. You'll find all the links to everything we're on, Twitter, Facebook, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, all that. Um, if you're on any of those things right now, leave us a five-star re- review, leave us a comment, share, like, subscribe, whatever you can do to all that. You know, if you're, you know, if you're watching us, go to whatever you know go to apple or go to spotify whatever if you whatever you use for podcasting go there to subscribe to us give us a five-star review and vice versa if you're listening to us go on youtube and like follow subscribe hit hit that like button over there for oh backwards for me i pointed the wrong way Get, hit that like button over there for gables it clicks right in his junk he likes that um he's gonna make a thumbs up for it. he's looking forward to that like um <laughs> it's gonna get him through his week he's just gonna be at work on a tuesday sitting there at 10 a.m tired of shit midday through his work day and all of a sudden someone's gonna like this video and he's going who he's gonna perk up you know he's gonna be really excited he's gonna give him the rest of his day um gables needs that likes Dude, <laughs> click the likes for gables if you don't click the like button gables will die no i know he won't die i'm sorry no. well i mean no he won't come out with all of us uh if gables if you don't click like i will murder gables oh no you won't i shouldn't i, I, won't, I, won't. I don't have enough, I, how much flights cost right now i can't afford to fuck go travel uh, it's a curse. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, guys, this is a video game podcast where we primarily drink beer and talk about video games. Well, I drink beer and then we talk about video games. So let's let's jump into it, Gables. Uh, but a pretty good news week, I think. Pretty good. Some spicy news is going out there this week, Gables. Okay. Let's start off with with start off on Monday. Jeff Grubb teased it Sunday night on Twitter and announced it on Monday morning that Black Panther. Uh, there is a single player game. Apparently, super duper early in development. Uh, EA is the publisher for it. 
according to Jeff Grubb here, the title is super, like I said, super early in development and is a single player game, a new stu- Seattle studio founded by former Monolith Productions VP and studio head uh, Keith, uh, Keith Kep, sorry, Kevin Stevens is likely working on the project. Uh, for people who remember Monolith Productions, that is the people that made like the Shadow of Mordor games. All right. Um, they had the Nemesis system, stuff like that. So right, they, I mean, right. I, I know a lot of people had. Um, what was the was it? What was the first game? There was Shadow of Mordor was the sequel, wasn't it? Yeah, I think Shadow of Mordor was the, was the uh, sequel. I played the I think it was. first game. Wait, I no, Shadow of War. I think it was the sequel. Then. Shadow of War. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And Shadow so, of Mordor was the pre was the first game. Okay, so Shadow of Mordor was the first game. Um, that was a lot of people's uh, game of the year for 2014, um, and man, that that Nemesis system I remember was like incredible at the time, uh, and I you know I liked what I played of it. But um, that was that's that studio. That's what they made. Uh, so yeah, they this is apparently their new studio. This is the new studio that the uh, the VP of that uh, started his new one. He's working with EA. I don't know if EA owns them or if they're just working with EA on this. I'm not sure. Uh, but like I said, they're publishing it. And basically the beginning of it is starting with the death of one Black Panther. Uh, players take on a character that is becoming the new incarnation of Wakanda. Okay. Um, the Wakanda hero, sorry. Uh, so if people don't kind of know the lore of Black Panther, I know the lore because of the movie, um, the MCU basically. But basically um, when one Black Panther dies, you know, it's a normal person. Uh, like in the in the movie uh, T'Challa's, uh, I can't T'Challa. I can't remember how I say his name. I always say it wrong. Um, his dad was Black Panther. He dies. Spoiler alerts for that movie. Um, and then T'Challa takes over and becomes Black Panther. And that's basically how it works out. Is basically once one Black Panther dies, somebody else takes his takes the mantle. Um, so basically, that's the idea here. Is no idea if it's. To talk, to talk, to talk, and I can't even say it at all anymore. Uh, no idea if uh, who's take who's dying and taking it over, but apparently it sounds like it's gonna be like a creative character in this, and uh, it's supposed to be an open world game. Uh, but that's all we know right now. I know Gables, you're not the biggest MC uh, Marvel guy. You know, I know you like I know you like the Spider-Man game stuff like that. Um, but I mean, is this doing is this tickling your fancy at all? I do like that it kind of ties into like kind of the real life things to where the actor for Black Panther recently passed on due Ch- to illness. Chuck Bozeman. Yeah, Bozeman and yeah. stuff like that. I do like the idea that for this Black Panther game, it's basically you assuming the role as becoming the next Black Panther and stuff, and you submitting mm-hmm. yourself through create a character and stuff so you can model it after any pretty much either after your likeness or whatever the heck. I am kind of interested in seeing the directions they will go in terms of like an open world style of game in the Black Panther universe. I mean, I never have really delved too far into it. I have seen little advertisements for the movie here and there and stuff like that, but I'm not too familiar with the whole Black Panther lore, like not as much as what Tyler knows, obviously, but I'm interested in seeing the direction that this new Seattle-based studio will go with it. Yeah, I mean, like... We don't know who's going to be like who's the main people working on it outside of like, you know, we have uh, the head of, you know, Monolith, former head of Monolith Productions. But um, I mean, he's put out a couple good games in the past people really like. So we know there's like there's good pedigree there. Right. Um, EA has a lot of money in their back. I mean, I, I feel like the tides, the opinions of people with EA is slowly turning. Um, you know, they have decades of bad. PR, press, whatever you want. Like, just from gamers' standpoint, uh, you know, not a lot of good PR for them in a long time. 
Uh, and I feel like that's slowly turning, you know, we, we have like fallen order skate, stuff like that. Come back instead of football. Um, they're slowly turning the tides of that going back to some of the things we loved about them, you know, in the nineties and even some of the cool shit they did in the two thousands. Um, so I mean, yeah, like I said, it's like, they're turning, they're turning that around. It's obviously never going to be hundred percent be good. People aren't going to fully believe them, but, right. um, anyways, like, I, I don't know. I think this could be cool. I don't know how much, how I feel about the whole idea of a creative character thing. I almost would like, I understand like it's more the name and the suit than anything, but it's like, I wouldn't want to play a Spider-Man game where you're not Peter Parker. Yeah. I I can understand that perspective. I mean, yeah, you do bring up a good point. I mean, if you want to play a superhero game and stuff, wouldn't you want to be the most well-renowned character that's known for that superhero role yeah, you know the, like the for example like say clark kent with superman bruce wayne yeah. batman peter parker as spider-man you know and bruce banner is the hulk but yeah. for this game being a creative character for the black panther and stuff like that i mean yeah i can understand where you're coming from with that stuff but i kind of feel like even after like the movie came out for the mcu and stuff they're i don't feel like there are as as many people familiar with all the black panther mythos as there yeah. may be to kind of justify. But at the same time, yeah, it is sort of weird that they went with the directive of like a creative character stuff, but, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, we don't know that for sure yet, but that's kind of the assumption from like what we've heard. Um, and what Jeff Grubb said he heard. Um, I don't know. I just, you know, I, I don't know. I, I just, I kind of like, I just, sometimes with the creative character stuff, like, especially like, for a really good story sometimes like the whole creative character thing can be kind of rough and usually like you substitute your the creativeabilities for like story sometimes i feel like in, in games so um you know like I, I think of like most of the best like stories in open world games typically it's like you're a, you're a set character um so i can't think of very many like that have had that and like had like an like a like a considered like excellent story so um i don't know i I'm open for it, obviously, like, this is years away, um, but I don't know, I, I, I can't wait to see it, I hope, like, um, you know, we get, we got, like, a Wolverine game coming, we have, you know, we have the Spider-Man 2 coming next year, supposedly, um, and then this, and is there something I'm forgetting, I feel like there's, like, another Marvel game that I'm not thinking of. Well, other than, like, the whole Midnight Suns thing that's happening this oh, year. Oh, Midnight Suns, you're right, thank you for that, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, I yeah, so I don't know, but like we'll wait and see. But I, you know, I feel like we're we're in a good we're in a good time. It's a good time to be a gamer. But if you're a comic book gamer, it's it's a it's a really great time. But Gables, um, it's not a great time to be a Star Wars fan, uh, and it hasn't felt like it since Episode Seven came out. Uh, like I feel like that's the last time it was. It felt like good to be a Star Wars fan. Um, and it just seems to be getting worse right now. Uh, even on the video game side, when we, we don't find, I know a lot of people like. Uh, I didn't love Fallen Order. I thought it was. a it's a really good 7.5. I didn't think it was much better than that. Um, but a lot of people loved it. And um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm excited for the sequel. And I know people are very excited for the sequel. Um, but even more exciting for people was the fact that there was a KOTAR uh, remake coming. Neither of the World Republic, one of the most beloved um, RPGs, one of the most beloved Star Wars things ever for a lot of people. Uh, from, you know, as Bioware before Mass Effect. Um mm-hmm. And it was revealed last September that during the PlayStation Showcase um, that the Kotar remake was in development. It was going to be exclusive to PlayStation on consoles, um, at least timed exclusive. 
Uh, and apparently the game has been in development since 2018, so three years at that point. But we didn't get any gameplay. We just saw a teaser for it, uh, and that was it. No, not even a CGI trailer. So, um, but the, the I said this at the time uh, when they first announced it uh, with Aspire was making it, and I thought it was interesting that Aspire was making it because people don't know about Aspire. They're you've it's a name you've probably seen a million times, but you right. couldn't really put your finger on what they've worked on. Uh, they are almost primarily a port studio. Um, like every, they ported a ton of like and a lot of mobile games. They port a lot of mobile games, but they, they've done like a lot of they've like they did the port for like Witcher three to the Switch. They yes. they ported um like they've they ported uh Kotar one and two to the Switch. Uh, there was that N sixty four game they ported. There I think they ported the the Star pod Wars racing game one the pod racer. Yeah, well, they did that one. There's another Star Wars one they did, too. I can't remember what it was. Uh, maybe it wasn't 64 I'm thinking of. But, I mean, they have a lot of history with working with, you know, Star Wars and Disney in the past, with um, specifically with reporting. But, I mean, this is basically, that's what they're known for. Um, that's, like, they've never worked on um, anything really other than that. Um, so, right. this month, July, um, it's July 30th as of recording this, um, they actually fired... Their uh, game design director, Brad Prince, and art director, Jason Miner, uh, just a couple weeks ago. Uh, the pair were reportedly dismissed shortly after the studio finalized a demo of the game to show the production partners, Lucasfilms, and Sony. Uh, Spire Studio heads are said to have informed staff this month that the demo hadn't met internal expectations and work on the game was being paused, with the company planning to seek new development opportunities. Um, mm. So some of the stuff, that's, it's very interesting. There's a lot of, like, there's a lot of... I don't know what I don't know like what the issue like I know what the issue is but I don't know it's very interesting so like apparently like the no idea if the demo people were like if Lucasfilms and Sony were upset with like the quality of it the art direction of it or the fact like so apparently they were under the uh, influence that the game was going to release this year but we've from the re- the reporting back from when it was first announced when this game was like 2025 at the earliest. Um, but like, it sounds like, I don't know if like Aspire told them they can have it out this year or what, but um, th- this were like, I, I, no one's really been, I think been able to figure out. So it's like, were they, was the demo actually good, but they were, they were upset. Cause like, it sounds like, um, Sorry, the, the fucking plane went over. Shook the whole fucking apartment. Damn. Scared the shit out of me. Either. Um, but I live like a quarter mile from the airport. But, uh, anyways, so no idea. Like I said, like if, um, like was the quality of the demo bad or was it like? It's so a lot of it is like it was like mm-hmm. the budget was way more than what they anticipated. Like they, I don't know if like it doesn't. It sounds like they just want like you know like a the we we hear about like remakes like. EA is doing the Dead Space remake and like Resident Evil has been like really doubling down on those Resident Evil remakes because they're cheaper and quicker to make because you already right. have a story and characters in place. Uh, and yeah, obviously like they're making changes to them, minor oh, yeah, changes yeah. to like minor changes to the story, but like obviously they're rebuilding the games, but you don't have to spend a lot of time, you know, obviously designing characters and uh, a story because that stuff's already pretty much in place for you. Um, so it's like, it, it just wasn't moving it. Like obviously like they wanted it this year and, they're talking about three more years. Um, but yeah, like I said, like were they was like the quality of the game not looking good enough? Was it the budget? Was it is it just a combination of everything? That's the part that like I'm fascinated by. It's like I want to know more about that side of it. Like and it sounds like the Aspire wasn't didn't sound like it was coming together poorly because like the people 
um, Aspire were like blindsided by this because they thought they were really proud of what they were showing um, Lucasfilms and Sony. So that's what makes me think that it's more of like a budget and time thing than it is anything else. Um, mm. Yeah. Um, so like, so yeah, okay, here it is. So one Bloomberg source, uh, this is all Jason, Jason Schreier. Um, okay. we, we have another story from him next after this. Uh, source suggested too much time and money had been invested in the demo and a more realistic release window is now uh, would be 2025. Um, and also, uh, so Aspire was also like, um, they're under, oh, fuck, who's the name of that suit? Um, the, the people that are gobbling up everybody. Um, the THQ Nordic people. Oh my gosh, it's something rock. No. Uh, it's run the tip of my tongue. People are yelling at us right now for it, but we're just gonna move on from that. But they're they're oh, they're they're buying up everywhere. They just bought up like Tomb Raider and all that too. Yes. Um, but anyways, so they they just recently got purchased. Uh, Spire did by by them, and they also um, Coke Media. Uh, yes. but um, they also own Saber Interactive, and Saber was helping working on the game. Yes. Uh, now it sounds like um, so the game's been put on hold, but it sounds like. Saber potentially will be taking over the whole thing. So I don't know. It's very fascinating. It's like, it's like, it's one of these things where it's like, when I first heard about this, I'm like, okay, well, I mean, it's kind of the downside, I guess, sometimes of like announcing things too early. Uh, but it's like the fact that like, they've been working on it since 2018 when they announced it in 2021. So three years of development, not, that's not early. I mean, that typically for a full fledged game, that's about midway through development time. So um, I don't know. Gable's like, I've never played the game. Uh, I've always wanted to, and I was actually excited about this because I was hoping for like they would change it up, maybe make it more action based instead of turn based. But what's your thoughts on all this? It makes me more interested in seeing the tech demo that was presented towards the bigwigs, because depending upon the quality of the demo itself, I mean, I probably would get a full on understanding why it was initially delayed indefinitely or canceled until whatever and put stuff on like pause. that, put on pause and stuff. Because uh, that's the thing, though you don't you don't go forth and cancel a game that's like three years into development unless something Not was presented. No, yeah, exactly. Not to that point, unless they saw something that was like, oh no, 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 no. It could be nearly anything in this regards. It could be from time management and money spent, like you were suggesting. It could be the whole quality of the remaster itself. Maybe things were radically changed because there were various story directors and everything else that were kind of placed inside of like a predominant role inside of this remaster of a classic game and stuff that probably maybe maybe they didn't jive well with that. You know, I mean, you can't really rule out. You can't really rule out a lot because it's like there's it could have been a multitude of a lot of different things. I mean, it could also play in roles to how star Wars as a franchise right now is doing commercially, you know, which is give or take what you've heard from like some other star Wars fans to where they're maybe middling and like maybe lesser of a quality middling than the what bad. they were yeah. when, uh, the whole like, uh, episode seven came out, you know, and it's like, or even the introduction of the whole Disney trilogy in general, you know, where, the whole popularity for Star Wars going on to the release of Episode 7, you know, that it was a pretty good place, you know, blah, blah, blah. But mm-hmm. a lot of the media content after that series, after that trilogy of movies ended and stuff, plus the whole business decisions in regards to Disney and this and that, you know, collaboration and stuff. But for this game in general, it just sounds like a bunch of 
possible mismanagement things that could have led to a subpar release of a demo. It could have been all various amounts of money stuff that you've suggested. But the number one thing I get from this whole thing is I want to see the demo myself. I want to see what was presented and to make it so where they felt it was a need to absolutely put this game on pause in order to get this thing reworked. Because, like I've stated before, you know, if you're a major company, and this was supposed to be an exclusive for my platform, and, like, I've spent this or helped shell out this much money to get this thing, and it looks like that or it looks like a terrible quality that we can't put out, I mean, hell, I'd like to see what was that final draw. But that's, that's yeah. just me. Yeah, I, I'm like based off of like the fact that like the people at the people working on the game were blindsided by the response from Sony and Lucasfilms hmm. tells me that it's kind of what they assume that it's it's more like the timeline and the the money. You know, except usually remakes are quicker and cheaper to put out and you know, who knows maybe it's just I mean, and like like I said Aspire is like they've never worked on a big game before. Like I said hmm. they've only ever ported games. So like and like remasters like Right, right. So they've never had to do like something like a full blown remake of a triple A game. So maybe this is one of those things where like it seemed like maybe they were doing a good job of making it, but not to like the the price point and the speed that everybody else was like. Well, it's, it could have been one of those things where like management wrote a check that not that the team couldn't cash, they didn't know they had a they had they had a right kind of thing. Well, yeah. Uh, so it could have been just like I I've definitely been in like past jobs where it's like I'm in that middle management role where it's like. It's like, cool, management just promised our customers that we're going to uh, do this thing. And I'm like, well, I'm the guy that's got to figure out how we're doing it and also tell the, break the news to the team. Uh, and that's not happening. So I've been that guy that's like in the rule where it's like, well, you guys just made all these promises that just aren't realistic. Uh, so like, like, then they're going to get mad at you guys and then it's going to trickle down. Uh, I call it trickle down bullshit. Yeah. Uh, where you make promises that to people that we can't actually do that we're responsible for doing. So then they get mad at you and then you get mad at us. And I'm like, well, I told you four months ago that we couldn't do that, but maybe it's one of those things where they just didn't tell the team that they weren't doing it at all. And they thought they were just fine and going along with their day. And then, Oh no, actually we're supposed to do this. We just didn't tell you guys. Um, so I don't know. Uh, but anyways, Gibbles, let's, let's move on to some other development news here. Uh, this is also from Jason Schreier at Bloomberg, so a busy week for him. Uh, so we got a bunch of GTA 6 news. Uh, oh, yes, this one. yes. <laughs> uh, so very interesting here. Um, so for the first time ever, uh, a female character sounds like it will be playable. Uh, she'll be Latina, and uh, it'll be part of a pair that'll be a Bonnie and Clyde type story. So uh, there'll be a, a male and a female. So kind of like what we've seen with GTA 5 where there's three characters. Uh, but pretty interesting. Your know, first time uh, playing as a female uh, in the internet. Let me tell you guys, uh, they're taking it really well. Nobody's mad whatsoever uh, about that at all. They're very happy about it. Everybody's been really respectful on the internet, Gables, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. Is my sarcasm coming through at all? Yes. I can't tell. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's um, also planning to grow over time, uh, it seems. Uh, so basically the game is going to take place in Miami, which is uh, Vice City uh, okay. in their world. Um Original plans for GTA 6 called for a large swath of both North and South America, uh, but Rockstar has reportedly pulled back a bit and cut the map down to a fictional version of Miami and the surrounding area. Uh, part of that is to kind of cut down on... Uh, and like They're going to add that stuff possibly over time, but they, kind of the idea is they want to... Uh, 
reduce a uh, big part of it. Like we've heard a lot over the last, you know, four, three or four years now is like the crunch at rockstar. And it's been very bad. Uh, you know, we had like oh, the two yes. Hauser brothers that have like been basically in charge for a long time. And it sounds like one of them left, I think in 2018 or 2019. Okay. Uh, and like one of like one was just sounds like one, like everybody really liked it. And the other one, I can't think of his name. Uh, one, well, I can't remember his first name. Um, he basically left because he was just awful to work for and just kind of ran people in the ground. And uh, so, yeah, anyways, so I'll get, we can get, we can circle back to that. But uh, yeah, so Rockstar plans to continually update the new GTA over time. This includes adding new missions and cities on a regular basis in hopes of reducing crunch in the final months. Uh, things seem to have changed though. One employee described modern uh, Rockstar to Bloomberg as a boys club transformed to a real company. Morale is reportedly higher than ever across those company. More producers have reportedly been added to track schedules and avoid overtime. Uh, and right now, at the earliest, 2024 is kind of what their the timeline is. But, but soon, you know, with video games, more likely 2025, 2026. So, I mean, Gables, you know, uh, kind of before we jump into like the whole like company morale and crunch, what's your overall thoughts on what we've, we've heard from these leaks? I'll be perfectly honest with you. I am interested in... And I am interested in learning more about the whole aspect of the story mode, only because for this type of story, they're kind of basing on like a, a modern day Bonnie and Clyde sort of feel between like uh, one of the female protagonists and stuff, plus other members of the party in that regards. But uh, yeah, I'm more interested in seeing the direction that goes. I'm also seeing the direction. I'm also wondering about what they could possibly improve upon in terms of their whole single player narrative, not just narrative stuff, but just single player gameplay in and of itself. I mean, GTA five, as much as I did initially play it when it first launched on the PS three and the 360 and stuff, it's one of those infamous things where I played it for a long while kind of a game breaking glitch that was unlucky for me but at the same time i recognized that yeah it was a it was a massive game with there were plenty of things to do inside the single player perspective of it i'm more looking forward to that as opposed to the whole gta online stuff because i don't give a shit about gta online i understand there's a bunch of people that really love it and you know what more power to them you know they'll spend their microtransactions they'll do their bullshit and this and that they'll do their various chaos stuff but uh in regards to the whole single-player thing for GTA 6, I just wanted to be good. I want to see the product myself before I initially judge whether or not there's going to be a lot of, like, also various, like, stereotype bullshit or if there's going to be any type of whatever type of things, you know. I'd much rather would see the product in and of itself than just basically just assume something's going to happen in one direction or completely go into another direction because we're just hearing these supposed leaks from Schreier. And so it could basically be anything. Things could change from here on to the yeah. supposed release of GTA 6 in 2024. So, yeah. I'm yeah, I mean, I'm never, yeah, I, I'm like, never been a Rockstar guy. Like, I've played all their games except for Red Dead Redemption 2 since GTA 3. Um, and, you know, like I've talked about in the past, Bully's the one game of theirs I really, really liked and I, I finished. Um, you know, I, I, I always play their games for a good chunk of time and then burn out. Uh, probably yeah. like 15 hours in, like I, I played GTA five. Uh, I played a good chunk of that. I, play, I remember playing that. Like, uh, one of my favorite memories actually is playing that game. Um, the night, then the, the weekend it came online. Uh-huh. I remember the online came out like two weeks after the, the game came out and it was me and, uh, Jake and, 
Dave from Crisis Gamer uh-huh. and Doc Adams, who created yep, yep. Star- created Extra Life, actually. We all were playing online together at night, and we went, we went, we decided to do like eighteen holes of golf, and uh, my I changed my character, and he was in his underwear and just making Doc laugh like hysterically because like it like panned out, and all of a sudden you just see my character in his underwear golfing. Um, but uh, you know, I like I have a lot of good memories playing that. I remember playing it like obviously when I was a kid, way too young, like you know, twelve, like eleven, twelve years old, playing GTA three and shit like that with my buddies. Um, PS2 playing GTA 4. I did not. I actually did not like GTA 4. Um, you know, driving your cousin around and you know, in real time, driving, sitting in a ca- in a taxi, the oh, fast yeah. travel was not fun. But uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm curious. Like I'm always curious. Like I think they do make really great games. Obviously, like people love their games, and then there's a reason GTA 5 is one of the best selling games of all time, or the best selling game of all time. Um, yeah, I'm like with you. I don't. I'm never. I don't think I'm ever gonna get to like their online. Uh, maybe I'll, I'll dabble in it when GTA six comes out. If, you know, if I do in fact play it, but, uh, I don't know. I'm excited for it. And like, I'm, I'm curious what, like they said, they're going to, they're trying to change up the humor, um, to like not punch down so much. And I've heard a lot of people, you know, obviously internet taking that very well as, uh, also, uh, nobody's mad about that either. Um, and I'm, I don't know. Like I, I just, I'm, I'm going to go on a mini rent Gables. So bear with me here. Um, you could still make, jokes and other people's expenses um it's just i think be smart about it make good jokes you know um you don't have to make the same like lazy ass jokes all the time uh that's kind of my opinion you know it's kind of like for for my example uh just using me as a, as a person here i am a ginger um uh, i have pale skin uh I am what you would, I would have what you call a weight problem. Um, and I've heard the same like five fucking jokes my entire life about being a ginger with pale skin. Uh, I get it. Uh, yes, the carpet does in fact match the drapes. Um, I don't have a soul. Uh, I burn very easily. These are things I'm fully aware of. Uh, and I, Every day, literally, I don't go a day when I go out in public. I'm at work or around people. Uh, like they just, I, I hear the same fucking jokes. It's, it's, I, I like, and it's just like, ah, I do like the fake laugh, or I'll, I'll make the same joke I made a thousand times to like go with their joke. Um, and it's just like, it's just kind of like I get irritated by it, not because I'm offended, but because it's just like we get it. It's like, it's the easy, like, and I know I probably do the same thing to other people too. And like with shit, but we could probably all do it. Um, but it's just like, can we like think of something more creative, you know? Um, and that's, I, I, th- I think a lot of people feel that way. It's like when people get mad about a joke or get mad at comedians about some jokes they make, or it's like, we, you've been making, it's the same joke you've been telling for 50 fucking years. Like, do a little, just do something a little different. I mean, maybe I'm maybe I'm off base on that one, but it's like so every now and again I'll get like a brand new joke that I've never heard of about like being a redhead or pale skin or something like that. And if it makes me laugh or if it's good, you know, hey, I'll give you props. I'll laugh at it real good. Um, you know, I have a pretty good sense of humor. I could take some jokes I make for myself more than anybody. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just feel like people are getting upset about ooh the woke, which is like the most annoying word in the in, in the out, out there now. It's taken over entitled for me because it was the most annoying word when people, as soon as I hear someone say that I just stop listening to them. Um, 
But uh, yeah, I, I, that's my opinion on that. Is like you could still make jokes at other people's expense. Just you know, I mean, don't be so fucking lazy about it. And I don't know, like that. That's kind of my opinion on it. Uh, but I mean, kind of moving on here to uh, the crunch thing. Uh, I don't. I mean, like that's good. I'm glad that they're getting rid of it. They're working on it. Um, and I, I don't. I th- when people, I, I think what people think when they hear crunch is it's like, well, I work 50 hours a week. I work more than 40 hours a week at my job, so they ain't get the fuck over it. When they say crunch, I think the difference is they're probably still working 50 plus hours a week, 50 hours a week. Um, but they're working like Hauser would said himself, he would work 100 plus hour weeks uh, while making these games. And that was part of the problem with GTA 4, with GTA Online and Red Dead Redemption 2, and before that even, was that like a lot of the employees were working 80, 90, 100 hour weeks not 60, 70 hours a week, 50 hours a week, whatever. Yeah, that's just uh, hard so I think to imagine th- that. But at the same time, yeah, that's shit did happen. And that really led to burnout for a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, and like we, we've heard a story about like we heard about Halo 2. And like they talk about like people would like literally just sleep on their de- like work uh, until middle of the night, sleep on their desk and get up, sleep for a few hours, get up and then keep continue working. Like we hear about the stories. And I'm just like, I, don't, I just don't understand people get mad about that. It's like. When people are like, well, I work 50 hours a week. I work 60 hours a week. I'm like, okay, I get it. I get it. You're miserable. Why should other people be miserable too because you're miserable? Yeah, true. And that's my yeah, opinion. Sure. It's like when I, like when I, like, and I, I was, I was, a, when I was in my early twenties and I would hear about people like, uh, complaining about working, you know, 50 hours a week. I'm like, well, I work 55 hours this week. Shut the fuck up. About it. I'm like, now that I'm older and I'm in my thirties and I'm like, man, I wasted my entire twenties working 60 70 hours a week and i'm not bragging about that i'm like that was really fucking stupid of me for companies that quite frankly didn't give a shit about me uh improved it over time that they didn't give a shit about me um and i feel that same way with you know like i look at now in my mid near mid 30s that hurt to say um where it's like you know when it's like when i hear people like say well i you know i work 60 hours a week so why should they bitch about them? like well they're working more than 60 hours a week we talk about crunch, but even if they are working 60 hours a week, they're making video games. Like they're making things that we love that other people will play. Like I deliver packages for a living. Like that doesn't bring that might, that brings like a few seconds of joy to people. Like because they got something yeah. that's it. We're, they're making video games, something that we're going to cherish for hours, decades, years for the rest of our lives. And I want those people to love what they're doing. So they keep making things that I cherish for whether it's, a week, a month, game of the year, game of the decade, game of the generation, game of a lifetime, whatever. I want them to like being in that industry. Like we hear about, like there's shortages everywhere in the world, but in video games, especially all these studios, they announced games six years early. Like, like they just started development on a week ago. All they have is a logo because they're trying to recruit people to come work for them because there's such a shortage. It's like, I don't understand it. It never, it blows my mind. It's like, why would I'm, I'm going around? I'm sorry, Gables, for ranting so much. I'm taking a lot of space on this one. Um, but it, I, when I see that shit, it just like fucking think for 10 seconds. It's like they're making something for our entertainment that we're going to buy and we're going to love. Most likely. Why do you want these people to be miserable? Because they're just going to fucking leave and leave the industry and go do something else. It's like, who wants that? Now we're going to have us we're going to be de- demanding more with less people and then other people are going to crunch and then they're, everybody's going to work harder because there's less people the thing we're all doing why make it hard for other people why but why should other people be miserable because you're miserable 
You know, I work, you know, I'm working, I'm working at a job right now. I'm not going to say much about it, but the morale is terrible. Everybody's leaving. So everybody's got to work more. We keep more people in. They're miserable. They leave. Uh, the, it's, it sucks. And we're working long hours. You know, it's miserable. And that's a miserable place to be. It's miserable all the time, you know, but I, so I'm not going to sit there and listen. Like when I sit, sit there and see somebody, I'm not gonna get mad at somebody else because they're not working that many hours and being miserable too. Like that's fucking stupid. It's like, Hey, good for you. Cause you work, you know, if you're working in a job where you're happy and you're not working such miserable and like the people are being treated well, being paid well and having a good time with what they're doing. Fucking awesome. That's good for you. I'm not gonna sit there. Like I'm jealous. I'm mad because I'm jealous, but I'm not mad at you. Like, I don't know. I mean, I'm sorry. You're able to take so much time on that one. That's my rant. I, every time I hear about crunch, people get mad about people complaining about crunch. I, I just, it, it baffles, baffles me. So I don't know, if there's anything, what, what you, is there anything you want to add on the crunch thing and the morale stuff there? Hmm. You know, after, after thinking much about it, you know, it's like, I don't really have too much really to share in regards to the whole thing about crunch and this and that, you know, obviously it's something that incredibly sucks because it leads to burnout. And also it leads to a lot of people getting angry, frustrated and wanting to leave because of the amount of crap you have to endure on, on a daily basis with that stuff. I mean, I've been in the opposite end of the spectrum and stuff to where, yeah, I have worked my fair share of days. I've also worked my fair share of like weekends and stuff over the years. But, uh, well, fortunately and stuff, I mean, yeah, I've, even though I have been in the place where I have been like susceptible to like a lot of burnout stuff with maybe like a week off in the entirety of like a year at some points and stuff. But at the same point, you know, it's like, I, I don't get the mentality of like, Hey, I work this much more than you do and stuff. So you have to be as miserable as I am or, Hey, I need to justify myself because, uh, Oh, Hey, I, I am suffering this thing. So why can't you go forth and work the same amount as I am? You know, I never understood that concept, but hmm. Other than that, though, it's like, eh, it's just kind of is what it is, though, you know, and it yeah. sucks that a lot of this crunch stuff happens, but I am happy to hear that they have alleviated some bit of it at uh, Rockstar Games, and hopefully that's truthful and not something that they're just saying is a PR front. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's pretty awesome. Like, um, a couple developers tweeted out when... Uh, Last was part one, the remake. Uh, that went gold a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, there's a handful of developers out there. It's like really excited about this game coming out and mentioned this is the first time uh, I put a game out. I didn't have to crunch. I'm like, that's fucking awesome. That's good. Well, that's like, cool. More of this, please. Um, so when I when like I'm I'm always happy when reports come out of bad work environments. Um, I'm not happy it's happening, but I'm happy it comes out because that's how we make changes. Uh, not just in that industry and all the industries. So that, that's, you know, I don't know, but, um, sorry for the rant Gables. Um, but I've been just seeing that a lot. Uh, I see it all the time, but this week with GTA being like, um, kind of come up and this is one of the biggest, you know, this is one of the sequel to one of the biggest games of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just, it, it, it kind of hit a nerve this week, but let's move on to some actually really exciting news. Gables. It's been kind of a weird, you know, it's been the last couple ones, a little more, a little more of a downer. This one pretty fucking exciting. If you ask me, Mario Kart 8 Wave 2 get announced. Yes. Um, so it's coming next Thursday. Yes. I'm sorry. I'm looking at my calendar here. August 4th. Um, eight new tracks. Uh, we have 
Um, a list here. We have New York a Minute, which is from the Mario Kart Tour, which is the mobile game. Okay. Uh, Snowland from GBA. Waluigi fucking Pinball Gables from yes, the DS. The, the old best. DS course. I loved that one. Yes. DS, the best Mario Kart ever. Um, yeah, one of my favorite tracks from that game. Uh, I didn't know this, but I've, um, people talk about this news. I didn't realize Waluigi Pinball is like a lot of people's favorite fucking track. I didn't realize. I thought it was just mine, uh, but it seems like it's everybody's. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Sydney Sprint, which is also from Tour. Uh, M- Mushroom Gorge from Wii. Yes. Mario Circuit 3 from SNES, uh, Calamari Desert from N64, mm-hmm. and Sky High Sunday. Do you know what that's from, Gables? I have no idea. Sky High Sunday. I think that was also a Mario Kart Tour type of thing. Was, was it? Because like all the other ones, like I looked up, like it told you what console it came to, like which version it was on, and Sky High Sunday was not in any of them. So, um, huh. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I really liked the... Uh, you know, wave one it's it's i have talked about this time it's like it's exciting like, to me like it's kind of a bummer they're not full-blown remakes with like the mario kart 8 mechanics into it but um this is a eight plus year old game um getting you know a new old content for it in 2022 is exciting to me for 25 bucks i bought the deals i bought the 25 dollars dlc like and 64 tracks that's yeah. that's a whole fucking new game for 25 bucks um yeah this is exciting i'm excited just have a reason to go back and keep playing this game. What about you? Well, absolutely. You know, with the announcements of these new courses that are coming the wave two, the, the whole past stuff, it has me more excited to want to play Mario Kart 8. I mean, I've been subsequently waiting until, like, the whole entirety of the thing goes forth and releases before I can actually spend my money. But at the same time, they, well, have, you, they don't, have... Don't you have the expansion pack? Sorry, yeah, I, you have the expansion I, pack. I do it's have, on there. I do have the expansion pack. I could go forth and play it and stuff like that. But I'm one of those ones and stuff where I... For Mario Kart content like that, I just want to spend the whole 25 just outright, you know, because that yeah. way I'm not logged into, like, bound to the subscription thing in case it runs out or whatever the heck. But, yeah, uh, but bear in mind and stuff, the tracks that are presented, you know, there are a lot of ones I recognize. The ones for the Game Boy Advance one, I mean, the, the for Super Circuit. I remember playing Super Circuit plenty of times, like, uh, as a teenager. The Wii one was also pretty exciting, too. I mean, Mushroom Gorge, that's a course I used to play a lot of, like, with friends online. But mm-hmm. uh, obviously the more exciting ones, other than, like, say, Waluigi's Pinball, which that was a good one for the DS version of it. I love the idea that Calamari Desert is in there. I mean, a fucking refresh of the old N64 track from, like, the first cup of Mario Kart 64, you know? I'm, I love the... Back when Mario Kart 8 Deluxe released on the Switch, I absolutely loved how they did Toad Turnpike in that one, and mm. they remixed that one, and it was less, like, kind of a boring sort of-esque type of feel to it, and it felt, like, more engaging. It felt like it was more whimsical and fun in some aspects of it to where you can do, like, boost pads and, like, the corners of the walls and navigate around the trucks and do this and this and that. I'm interested in seeing how they do it for like Calamari Desert to see how it would go forth in range. Maybe you can, maybe there's something more we can do that shortcut and stuff with uh, the whole train track shit. You know, I would love to see that personally. But uh, I'm really liking the Wave Two content that was revealed so far. Yeah, I've been pretty happy. Even the the first wave had a the Paris level in it from Tour. Uh huh. And I was shocked how much that. Um, how much I really like that one. I, you know, I figured these, 
the tour tracks they've been making were probably just like nothing tracks. Right. And I was shocked, you know, playing because like I, I played like all of ten minutes of the Mario Kart Tour one yeah. on my phone. I'm just I don't want to play games. On my I phone. never played that personally. Yeah, and so, um, yeah, so it's exciting because we're basically like to us, it's like getting new tracks in. It's like it's exciting too, like bring back old tracks that we love, like I said, Waluigi uh, Pinball, but like it's definitely like you know, like I didn't. I only had a 64 for a very short amount of time. I never actually owned Mario Kart on 64. I remember like my wow. cousin owned it and I played a lot of it there, but I never like played like, a, you know, I didn't play as much as like the one on like GameCube or uh, DS or um, SNES. Like I, I, I don't think I, I never owned like the GBA one and I didn't like, I just Mario Kart seven on 3DS. I like, I barely played even Mario Kart on the Wii. I didn't play all that much of, I just, it's, didn't like the gyro, the gyro, gyro controls. At that point, I was over. Oh my gosh. Uh, I'll tell you what, though. Controls. When it came to the whole Mario Kart S things for, like, the handheld stuff, I mean, I played plenty of Super Circuit, but I felt like I was disappointed when I played Mario Kart 7 because mm. I played a bit of it because I loved playing on the 3DS, but at the same time, it was not as good as I thought it was for Mario Kart DS, which that one I played through with every single character. I did every single thing mm. that I wanted to do. The... The online stuff was fun, even though you had a bunch of people that were cheating, going through the snaking shit. But yeah. uh, then with Mario Kart 8, when that came out for the Wii U, I spent a good saw like 30 hours at the time. It was, I think it was like my game of the year, like in one of our things that we've had for like our game of the year things. If I remember Which one? Correctly. Mario Kart 8 for the Wii U. Uh, yeah, 2014. Yeah. Uh, let me pull up my handy dandy yeah. notebook cable so I can look it up for you. I remember it. it? There I it remember having a top pretty. It was in my top ten. Yeah. Yeah, that's because it was really fun. It was also pretty. It was pretty good in regards to the Mario Kart that's stuff. Fantastic. And it was that... in fact it was your game of the year, and it was my number five of the year. Yep. So, so with that, you know, it's like I loved playing that, but uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to more stuff with the whole wave content. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you though. Yeah. It's like, like I said, it's like, it's kind of like, it, it's been, it's a good mixture of getting, you know, bringing back tracks that we love and getting essentially, like I said, new tracks to us with, the, with the tour stuff. Uh, and you know, like, like Snowland is kind of cool. Cause that's a, that's from the GBA. And I, like I said, I barely, I don't even think I ever played it. I do actually know. I think about, I played the, I remember playing like that on the, like, I think it was like at Walmart the demo of that was on Walmart at Walmart, the, the GBA version playing it there, uh, like Calamari desert. Like I know I probably played it, but I don't remember really anything, anything about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, it, this is pretty exciting. Um, it's like eight new tracks all over again. So, um, but yeah, I don't know. Like I said, it's exciting. Um, I can't wait to check that out next week. Um, but Gables move on to, I, this will be, uh, our last topic. Of the week, okay. it's kind of a like we we had some bigger topics this week, but um, not a lot of like major topics. So like there's like I don't have like another news section of the week for you. And this one's kind of a smaller one. Um, it was funny last week we were talking about World of Champions, uh, the Ubisoft game that's yes. like when you got to throw the ball through the hole yes. thing. That's like the free to play game that came out at the end of May. We we're talking about Ubisoft and like I was even bringing this up like that game kind of came out like in, in, at the end of May, like May 23rd or something like that. And no one's talking about it. Yes. And then literally the next day, Jeff Grubb mentioned on the podcast that the game looks like it's going to be shutting down at the end of season three, uh, which Gables, um, I was shocked to find out. I'm like, oh, season three, that's probably a while, while away. The game's only been out for two months. 
uh, Gable is already in season three. So um, it sounds oh, like man. it's going to be showing down soon. Uh, Ubisoft did come out and say that that's not happening. Um, so Jeff Grubb hasn't like, he said that like, that's what he's heard, but he couldn't confirm it, but that he's just kind of like say like, that's what he's heard. So he wasn't confirming it, but he mentioned it. Uh, so I don't know, Gables. Um, this, like, we're in this weird, weird era with gaming. I feel a like. real, 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 real weird era with content, uh, cross board movies, TV shows, video games. Um, you know, we're like, I remember like the early days of like when Netflix was a big thing and like slowly streaming services became bigger and bigger where it's like, like, you know, when, like a big thing came out, like it was like everybody talked about, like that was all, you know, like, you know, like we talk about the, the, the water cooler moment, like, you know, like the new episode of Lost came out or Game of Thrones. Like, yep. I think Game of Thrones is like one of the last big shows, like where it felt like everybody was watching it. And that was kind of like that show was like came out, started like like early 2000s, early 2010 era. I can't remember exactly when. And then oh, like kind of in the middle there, that's when like streaming became the thing. But, you know, as like now there's like a million streaming services out there. Uh it's like nowadays it was like it used to be a lot easier to like, and especially, you know, especially when we were younger back then and we had more free time. So mm-hmm. it's like when people would talk, would talk about a great show, I would, you know, it was easy to like, I used to be able to like keep up, keep up on all the shows I wanted to watch, all the weekly shows, all the streaming shows. I don't even like go back and rewatch shows and on top of playing all my games I want to play. Uh, and nowadays it's like you hear about shows coming out like, oh, this show is excellent. And I'm like, oh, okay, that sounds great. And it's like, I can't keep up with the show's that I want to watch, let alone start a new show. Uh, yeah. So it's like on top of like everything else of life, you know, uh, first world problems, I guess there on that one. But um, we see that now. I feel like in video games now where like, absolutely we do even like, you know, we like, yeah, there's like so many games come out nowadays, like in indie space, uh, you know, like there's like hundreds of new games come on Steam every day, but even like in the, you know, bigger games, like whether it's, uh, you know, like like the triple I indie games, whatever you want to call them, to like the big developers putting out smaller games. It's like there's so many games that come out nowadays that have an audience. Uh, we talk about all the time. There's always these like I'll hear about these games that come out or that have been out and like they have huge audiences. I right. play them every day, and I've never heard of those games. You hear about I hear I'll hear them probably every month. I'll hear about a new like this game that's been out for a couple weeks or months or years and i'm like i've never heard of that game but apparently yeah like lost ark like <laughs> lost ark there's like valheim uh yeah, there's like fucking Valorant. like clash of clans or whatever like those games like people play those games still like it's like really okay or like oh my god what the hell is that game like oh apparently it's been out for three years and it's one of the most played games of all time uh but like you know like we're in this weird era where it's like we we you know like I, i've talked about for i've talked about i've, brought, I've used this name all the time i remember like in the 360 era, like that PS3 era with like the talk ship group where like mm-hmm. we would have gamer nights, but we'd always end up playing call of duty. Cause it was like, it was the one game that everybody owned yep. because that was like the game. And like, yeah, there'd be other games that come out, you know, like we have like, um, uh, what, what's the, um, Le- left for dead or something like that. Yeah, or, left for dead or uh, an occasional like yeah. brink kind of gamer nights. Some of you guys brink had. or Battleborn or overwatch stuff like pop stuff would pop up. But like, like we always like, slowly kind of idle back to call of duty because i was like the problem is like you know be eight of us in a group and like on the party chat and like eight of us own call of duty but only three of us under this game or five on this game or whatever yeah and now we're in this era you know like rocket league was a big deal that was early this generation where it's like that was a ps plus game that game took off 
uh, and we all had it. So that was a game we played for years because that was like the game that everybody had. And now we're in this era where it's like, yeah, like everybody can play all these games because like there's so many free to play games that come out that are usually very good to you know seven out tens at worst to even eight out tens or whatever. But it's like yeah, it's all free to play. But it's like there's so many of them that like it's it's hard to like stick. Like like what's your thing to keep us coming back? You know like only like everybody I, most people can only have like one game they like they go back to like as their comfort food. You know, like for Gables, like for you for a long time, it's been Destiny 2. For me, for my entire life, basically, it's been Madden. Like, we always have, there's always the other game we're playing, like, of the moment, whether it's a new hotness or whatever. And then there's the game that we go back to all the time. Like, right. like I said, Gables, Destiny 2, me, Madden. Um, and, yeah, these games might jump up and, like, have, like, a good weekend or a good month or whatever, but then they die off. And it's like, and we're in this era where, like, yeah, like World of Champions came out and there was like nothing bad about it. It's kind of like, it's like when we talk about like the more the Mario sports games where it's like Mario can just like Nintendo can just shit out a seven out of ten. It's just like yeah, cool. They're like they made a very good game like like Mario Golf, Mario Tennis, or what's Mario Strikers. Like it's technically it's a very fun game to play, but it's like after like a weekend or a week, there's not nothing, no reason to go back to it. No. And a game like World of Champions is in a rough spot where it's like. Well, we we put this game out. Even say it's ten bucks, it's like probably you know they maybe they want to charge thirty for it. But even say it's ten bucks, it's like well someone's like you know like one person buys it. It's like well now you got to convince your friends to spend all that money, convince your friends to buy that game, and then now you like you gotta like convince them not only to buy the game but like make them feel like they justify the purchase by continuing to play it. Well, like well even if you make it free, it's like cool. Like we're gonna download and play it, but it's like all right, cool. Like what's the reason to go back to keep playing this game because there's like fifty other free games to play. So that, it's like it's not only it's like it, it's impossible now because there's so many games to play that it's like it's hard enough to get your friends to play games with you. But it's even harder to like convince them to like play a game that's fucking the buy a game. Now you have games that are free and there's a million of them out there. And it's like roller game like a roller champions. And like or we talk about like Friday the 13th or like Predator or something like that. Games that are like we've enjoyed. But it's like everybody's got it, but it's like, oh, no, I'm playing this other game there that's like a multiplayer game or like, yeah, this other game, like, it's just, I don't know, like, World Champions is not rocking a hard place, but yeah, it's like, we charge for it, it's not, not as many people are going to play it, but it's like, cool, we make it free, well, this game's, yeah, it's good, but it's like, I don't really feel the need to keep coming back and play this game or put money into it, so, I don't know, I mean, I just, I we're in this, this tough era now where it's like, if you can, if you can hit on these free-to-play games, you can make hundreds of millions billions on these games uh but if you miss uh, you're you know you're done like you got a very minute amount of time people you know like you you can't you got one shot really there's very few chances like everybody was like well siege did it no man's sky did it destiny did it but it's like well cool for every one of those that i always bring it up for every one of those that did it there's a million that didn't do it so I don't know. I mean, what's your thoughts? I'm sorry. I'm, I've been rambling a lot lately. I'm sorry, Gables. Uh, anything you want to say on Roller Champions? You know, for Roller Champions, you know, it's just some. It was a game that initially was announced. Hardly anybody, like six years ago. Like yeah, hardly anybody really kept tabs on it from my personal experience of like 
trying to listen into a bunch of like different types of game releases like around the time period i didn't even know this game released up until like not even a week or two ago yeah when i told you on the podcast yes, last week exactly <laughs> that's the thing about it is when you don't do a good job and try to advertise your games release and stuff like that how the fuck are people like say you and i you know the average gamer are gonna be wanting to play a specific game or even even interested or even knowing about this game existing and stuff if there hasn't been any type of effort to be put inside the advertising campaign upon it, like either on YouTube or on the most social media sites, like say TikTok, Twitter, or Facebook, or wherever the hell. But uh, even after all of that, you know, it's like the game in and of itself is still kind of a generic free-to-play game at maybe at best. You know? Yeah. And it's uh, like... It's still, yeah, sorry, it, was, it was also one of those type of games, you know, where it could be readily enjoyable from people, you know, just like a go forth and pick up and play aspect. I mean, I personally have never played Roller Champions, and from what it sounds like, they are still not done with any type of, like, content stuff yet, but it wouldn't surprise me if this game really lost a lot of, like, say, popularity that it initially had, possibly with them launch and stuff, that it'll probably be shutting down soon. That's from what I've been hearing mostly in regards to what I've honestly have read through like the news articles and stuff that's been presented here in the podcast and also through like uh, the amount of exposure from like other gamers. Cause I, I see things like on YouTube and stuff, like hardly anybody's talking about roller champions, anything. I mean, even on Twitch and stuff, it's not even upon like the top, I want to say the top 20 or top 30 in regards to people wanting to watch it on Twitch and stuff like that. So you know the popularity of it is probably, like, at that point to where it may be okay for, like, some niche, but not really upon the top forefront. But uh, at the same time, you know, it's like it's one of those subset of uh, free-to-play release games and stuff to where it either sticks incredibly well or it just fades into obscurity. And I feel like Roller Champions is one of those games that is dangerously close, if not already, faded into obscurity. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, you're right. Like like I said, like you didn't even know it released until I said something. It's been out for two months. Like, And I mentioned this um, when they first announced it. Like, like, They announced the game like five, six years ago. And then the week before the game came out, they announced... We haven't heard anything about the game for years. They announced the week before it's coming out that, hey, it's coming out next week. And that was like the one big push they had for it. Uh, and like, I mean, Ridiculous. that's pretty bad. And like, we talk about like, look at like Ubisoft, Ubisoft who made Roller Champions, also Skull and Bones. That game, they're shitting that game out in November, and they're charging people seventy bucks for that. Um, and that everybody's talking about like that game is probably going to come out. Then they're going to probably support it for like maybe a few months, whatever they're promising. If you buy the hundred dollar edition, and then they're going to stop it there. Like they're just trying to get like they're just trying to make put it out so they don't have to pay back uh, the Taiwanese government. Um, and like even like games that do have big, a big bu- budget and big push behind it, like a, a Battlefield 2042, a game for all intents and purposes is a very well made game. It's just mm-hmm. it's, yeah, no reason to go back to it. And they charge people full price for that game. I don't know if that game would have done much better if it was free to play. They probably made way more money charging for it than putting out free. But like that game, they're, li- they're literally just putting out the things they promised to the people that bought you know, the expensive version right, of, the, right, of right. the game. Like, and then that's it. And then the game's done. And, I mean, they're already working on the next game. So, it's, I don't know. Um, buyer beware more than ever on these, like, live service games. Because, uh, yeah, like I said, yeah. Like, 
They're going to come out. I mean, maybe, I don't know. It depends on what you want, I guess, of them, too, though. So, I don't know. Uh, but, Gables, let's move on to what we've been playing. Um, if you don't mind, I'm going to go first because I'm okay. not going to take too much time, I promise. Um, I've only played uh, a little bit more of As Dust Falls. I haven't had time to really play games this week. Uh, I played a little bit more today. I am on. I just finished Chapter 5, um, so I've just got Chapter 6 left to do. Still really enjoying it. Um, I don't want to spend... I'm gonna, I'll finish it probably tomorrow. I'll, I'll give my final thoughts on uh, next week. But if you want like a full thing, uh, I talked about a lot last week, but I'm loving the game so far. Uh, I've been in like a weird mood, Gables, where I've just been like wanting like a really good shooter game to play. Uh, and I've been... I dabble in a couple games today. Uh, you already know about Fortnite. Uh, uh, I download... I re-downloaded Fortnite. Uh, and... I actually didn't realize this. I had no V bucks. I bought the John Wick. Uh, cause I go back like once a year and play some Fortnite for like, like I get into it for like a week or a weekend or a couple weeks maybe. Uh, and I didn't realize this. I bought so I bought the John Wick uh, skin last year. Yeah. And um, they announced the new John Cena skin. I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna check. Like, I, they had so they announced the no build mode um, a while back, and yeah. I really wanted to like. Uh, and I've talked about like I don't. I'm not good at the building. And I'm not. I was never interested in getting good at building and like as decent enough. I can, I can usually get to like the top 25, top 20 a lot. But then like when you get down to the end, it's always like the people that are really good at the game, like especially the building. Yeah. And that's where I get wrecked. Um, and now I'm like, man, I want to jump in. And like the, the people have been, it's been getting a lot of buzz, especially with the John Cena stuff. So I actually went and hopped into the game and I actually didn't realize I had enough V bucks still, which is like the end game currency. Um, to buy the John Cena skin. Uh, so I bought the John Cena skin. He does like the You Can't See Me and it plays his theme song, which is pretty cool. Um, I I was like, I'm like, they have LeBron James, but in the, the Toon Squad thing, I'm like, oh, I kind of want to buy that instead. But I bought John Cena though. Um, so I've been going around. I, I put my uh, my John Wick skin to rest, which is tough to do. Uh, and I got my John Cena out and uh, I played about a half dozen games today. Um, and I've gone in the top 10 every single game, a no build. Uh, and right before we started, right before we hopped on Skype cables, I, uh, I did my best game ever. I had the game of my fucking life in Fortnite. Uh, I got eight kills. Yeah. Uh, I made, I was the final guy. I, I was the final two and I made it to the, the final circle. Uh, cause like eventually, you know, over time, you know, the circle gets smaller and smaller right. and I got, it's the final circle. And I was like, send me one other guy. And I'm like, where the fuck is this fucker at? And unfortunately he saw me first. He sniped me, knocked my, my health pretty much down to nothing. And then uh, I, got, I still got a few shots in on him, but he killed me. Uh, but I mean, I was like trembling and shaking. I needed like 10 minutes to like go like calm down because I was like, I was so nervous. I was shaking. I'm like, I had never won before. I've never done this good before. Like, like I said, I had, I killed eight guys, which I mean, in a game with only hundred characters, that's pretty good. Yeah, uh, at least, especially for me, at least, you know, I don't, I, I'm not very, like, I, I would play a lot of those games where I would like get into the top 25 and get zero to one kills. Sometimes like a two kills would be a good game for me. And like, I've been actually like regularly getting like multiple, multiple kills. So, um, it's making it very much so I want to play this game more and more, uh, especially, you know, like, uh, you know, with John Cena skins, it makes it more fun too. So, uh, the games, I've always liked the game. The game's always fun, but like having this no build thing, like, um, makes it, like, oh, I think I'm going to keep this game downloaded on my, on my PS five and jump back into everyone again. But Gables, I have played another game today okay. and this one might shock you Gables. It's a game that you love and it's near and dear to your heart. Uh huh. 
I'm playing Destiny 2 today. Oh, yeah. Okay, you're playing Destiny 2 today. Okay. Yeah. So, I actually, I bought last, like, early early last year, early 2021, I bought the Forsaken. Is it Forsaken or Forspoken? Okay, oh, Forsaken. Forsaken. Forspoken's another game. Uh, I bought Forsaken and Sh- the Shadow Keep DLC because it was, like, five bucks a piece. Yeah. Um, And, like, I got into it. I played a little bit of it. But I just, like, I played, like, ten hours. Like, just fucking around. And I fell off of it. Like I said, I've been in, like, that weird shooter mode. And I jumped back in today. I played it. And they, like, made me, like, play, like, you're in Mars now. And, like, Mars reappeared, I guess. I don't fucking know. Yeah. And then some character, like, Sabathin or Sabbath? Sabathun, yes. That one, yes. Uh, was there. And, like, it's basically, I didn't realize I was playing the first, like, mission of Witch Keep. keep? Is that the, is that what it's called? Witch, Witch oh, Queen? Oh, the Witch Queen, yeah. Yeah, so like, I guess like, I don't know if it's like free to everybody or if they just put it out for free to like kind of get talking to yeah. playing it. But I did the uh, the entire first mission when you go you're on Mars and then you go on the 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 ship, her ship, and then you fight her and then shit happens. But playing that, oh man, I like. It was, I always thought about this. I really I always like Destiny. Destiny always feels good to play. Uh, I have no fucking clue what's going on, uh, and uh, I don't. It's just one of those things I'll never fully understand. It's like the Canadian destroyer in wrestling. I don't understand how it works. I'll never be able to understand it. Um, uh, Destiny is that same level for me. The lore will never make sense to me. Um, but yeah, the game's fun to play. Uh, I can't. Uh, I don't know if I'm gonna like play too much more of it. But uh, I'm just in that weird mood where I'm just like, I just want to like jump into something. I think more of it too is like, uh, I gotta feel that Madden hole in my heart right now because like, I've been trying to play like Madden the last few weeks and I'll play a game and I'm just like. Madden 23 is so close. <laughs> so it's like I don't want to play Madden 22 so anymore. Cause, when is 23 coming out? Uh, August 19th, uh, which sucks because, like, so, like, they do, like, the you know, EA Play has, like, that. So if you buy, like, the $100 edition, yeah. you, you get you, you get it three days early, so August 16th. Uh, but they used to in the past, if you had EA Play, you know, you get that 10-hour trial. Yes. And they used to give it, they used to put it out, like, five days early from release date, but they but they'd always do it five days early from the early access version. Oh, okay. So, so if like it's coming on August 19th, uh, but the early, early access one, if you buy the early access edition, August 16th. So then really you'd be able to play August 11th. Oh, uh, and that's God. always the way it's been. So it's really been like seven, eight days before like the normies would be able to play the game. So it's always been great. So I'm like, I'm never, you know, like I, you know, I'm playing on the weekends. I'm not going to probably max out my 10 hours. Um, so it's been great for the last like three or four years since they've been doing EA play right. for me. So I didn't have to buy the expensive edition anymore. I'm like, cool. I'll just play. I'll get it even earlier than before. And I don't have to spend the, I get a 10% off from buying, buying except EA play. And then bam, I get to play a week early. Um, I'm actually kind of interested guess, in seeing like uh, Madden 23 and how well it's going to do. Yeah, me too. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm going to put a hundred, even if it's bad, I'll, you know, I'll still put a hundred plus hours into it, but um yeah so i mean but i guess they fixed that this year so now it's um the early access thing for ea play is only going to be i guess august 16th which would be the people that buy the hundred dollar edition so you don't actually get it early anymore like we used to so i think they realize like well people don't have to people get to play it a week early without paying buying the obscenely priced edition so um yeah, so that's kind of a bummer. So I was I was thinking I was gonna be able to play it in like two weeks, but I still gotta wait like you know two and a half weeks now. So, I don't know. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. So I'm I'm excited for it. I'm I'm you know obviously I talk about it all the time. Madden's my, Madden's my cover game. I put a hundred, 
50 hours into it every year. Um, so, Have they ever but, actually said the embargo when the reviews are going to be going live for that? It's usually like um, the day or two before uh, the like the early access initial one. So I would bet. So what, August sixth, so August nineteenth is a Friday. Friday. Okay. Um, so August sixteenth would be, I think, a Tuesday then. So I wouldn't be surprised then if August twelfth the, re- the reviews come out. But the reviews, I, I mean, the reviews are reviews are always. It's always like it's gonna be in the seventies. Um. So, I, I mean, if you're thinking about, like, for fans critic reasons, um, there's very little benefit to adding it to your Well, team. no, no, no. I wasn't thinking more of a fantasy critic thing. I was thinking more or less of, like, an actual go-forth and play a fucking game of football, considering I like, yeah. I like to play myself a good game of Madden or two if I feel like it. And it's like, well, like yeah. last year's one I didn't really like too much. I mean, it was literally one of those things where I downloaded it on Game Pass. I tried playing it for at least a few hours or something like that. And as soon as I was done with like one game of like trying to play it as the Niners and so I just uninstalled it I was just not interested but the well, 2021 2021 one you know I just played like an entire season and stuff of that I thought it was okay yeah I I, I imagine the game I mean I don't, I don't think anything like they've they, <clears throat> they've done some changes to it but like I said you have you have the best deal in gaming right 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 yep so that means there'll be a trial for you to play in a couple weeks. So you can play a 10 hour trial. So, I mean, just, I would say when it comes out, just download it on your Xbox yeah, and then uh, check it on there. Cause I mean, yeah. I'm in, I've, you know, obviously like uh, there's not really anything you can do probably to like not make me, not give me to buy Madden. So yeah, I don't know. Like Madden's Madden. Madden's my comfort food. So, uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm excited for that. So I'm just kind of waiting out on that one, but Gibbles, um, we've been playing, buddy. Neon White. Oh, nice. My God, I've been playing plenty of Neon White. Let me tell you something. That one more game mentality, like I reiterated upon like uh, last week, you know, I'm going to sort of share a little bit of tidbits for this week as well. This is the type of game where you go forth and you uh, expect to play like a maybe a couple of minutes or something like that because the little levels and stuff don't last for too long. They usually last maybe for like about up to about thirty seconds to a minute or so for each one of the courses and stuff. Each one. I'm, sorry, kind of... I'm gonna change my my sexual nickname to Neon White. Sorry, go on. <laughs> but thirty uh, seconds to a minute. No, I think the the most interesting part about this game and stuff is not just like this like the little like story settings aspects and stuff. It's not just the fact that uh, it feels so fluid in regards to the gameplay and how you're able to subsequently like. Uh, stack on specific routes and specific type of like uh card management in order to try to get the quickest times possible and stuff but it's also one of the things i like is like how well done the level design is in regards to each level that i've re that i've tried out so far because it's like each of them have like rhyme and reason upon how creative it is to try to uh fit like little goodies here and there try to fit like specific type of hidden aspects you know to where okay you've got the highest times i mean you got the you got the best time possible in this regards you got the platinum type of metal for that course but all of a sudden it's like okay i need to find this uh random gift thing i need to gift to one of the characters and stuff to try to like uh increase their affinity and stuff like that and the relationship with that specific neon you know and it's like 
I have to try to find these damn presents. And what's kind of hilarious about it is I went through the first two initial episodes and stuff because that's what they're structured as. It's not like chapters. It's, like, it's structured by, like, episodes. I think there's, like, about 10 to 12 in general inside of this game. And I'm, like, uh, on episode four. But There's 12 chapters. 12 chapters. Okay. So there's 12 chapters and stuff like that. Each of them have, like, about 10 levels, roughly 10 levels and stuff that you go through, like, one after another and stuff. You can choose to replay ones if you want to just replay that level and just get that one done and over with and then go on to another one. How I have been doing it personally is I'm going through all 10, like, in syncopation and stuff like that, like, finishing off the episode first and then going back and try to redo and get the uh, best times. Then on top of that, getting the gifts and stuff for the other neons and stuff I can give to or other characters inside of that game. And I'm having a blast just doing it because I'm re-going through older levels, obviously, right? And because I'm more akin to it. And like I've said it before, I think last night, last week, it has that sort of a Mirror's Edge sort of vibe mixed in with some like quick, even more fluid content. It's like the mobility of Mirror's Edge, right? When you're controlling Faith and stuff and you're going doing parkour stuff and doing this and that, you know? I get that same on type of feeling when I'm playing Neon White, only less of having to jump over stuff or like uh, doing a parkour and try to avoid enemies and this and that. It's more of a sort of like a running gun s type of thing. Still like how in Doom 2016, how you you're able to go through and do the, a lot of the action stuff, like just shooting a whole bunch of demons doing this stuff. You get that sort of adrenaline rush is what I'm trying to say inside. Uh, now I'm going to buy neon white dude. Fucking neon white. You listen to Doom. That's the game I akin it to in terms of its, its <sighs> fast pace like uh, gameplay and stuff because like i was saying man it's like it takes you maybe about 30 seconds to about maybe 30 to 50 seconds in regards to complete one level inside of these little like uh, episodes and stuff like that but there's like there's 10 levels per episode you can go through and replay them to the highest time so you can do this stuff the game's stylish as fuck the game is freaking quick and smooth like i've just been saying before but let me tell you something. Once you give these gifts to these specific characters instead of neon white, either it being like other various colors in the neons and stuff, or like uh, certain characters in the game, like this freaking cat that has like a fucking cigar or something like that, that he's called Mickey, I think it is. And it's like he gives you like other types of like assignments and shit as well. And then you have this specific kind of bar for the neons and stuff like that, that this uh, one dude, I think it's called Ray or something, like, opens up and stuff because these angels in heaven, you know, they have their own like separate like things that they can only enjoy them, like for themselves and stuff. So there's not like anything else for like to say the neons that are tasked with once a year coming through and like trying to be the best by eliminating a whole bunch of demons instead of lower heaven or wherever the hell. And then like uh, the whole key aspect of this game, you know, is you want to become the number one neon, right? And so every time you complete these levels, you can improve your rank. So you start off with like a level, like rank 100, right? And you can improve it like incrementally and stuff. So I'm, I'm like at rank uh, 67 right now, or roughly. So I've been going through every single level, gotten the platinum through every single thing so far. I've given a lot of gifts to like the neons and stuff. But what's interesting is you can unlock a couple of different type of options here. So you can unlock a I think a dialogue that's going to help you maybe better understand the character's motivations or help in regards to maybe 
having your own character like uh, that you control neon white and stuff remember certain tidbits of like the past or something of that sort but uh for every neon that you go forth and uh you improve the relationship and stuff they give you these sort of like these trials that you go to their specific like uh, these trials and stuff you can zoom into and stuff they're kind of like one-off type of things you don't have to race to get better times inside of these ones so for neon yellow for example he has these type of a gimmick in times of these navigation things where you can't use the discard function for your card so you have to try to think more on your feet in regards to using the weapons like manually as weapons without having to discard the card in order to like you regularly would do for neon red the the sniper woman and stuff like that you have there's like a theme in regards to having to navigate like these long ass shots and stuff like that and like navigate throughout long terrains and this and that and then for neon violet it's more like a uh, masochistic sort of like uh, obstacle course that you generally have to go through and uh, it what's what's most hilarious and stuff is the last one I went through for like this whole trials and stuff I'm going down this elevator right and each of the elevator floors and stuff. You're trying to go and try to navigate like down further and further and stuff. Well, you have a pit of spikes. You know, this is like freaking thing of spikes. It's like just going down and stuff. And you have to avoid getting crushed. And what's hilarious about it is like, sure, sure, you're gonna go down. And then there's certain floors that kind of repeat, like the floors repeat themselves and stuff. And you're thinking to yourself, like, is do I have to do some sort of specific pattern in order to get down there? But no. All of a sudden, they start going down quicker and quicker. And then all of a sudden, it starts to go down to negative numbers. I'm like, what the fuck? Why is it going down negative numbers? And then I went down for this one course so low that I actually bottomed out. And then on the fucking, like, uh, and it, this was so hilarious. Because it's like, you have the pit of spikes, right, that's up above you that gets caught, right? And then here you are in the lowest, the lowest point of this supposed, like, uh, obstacle course. And there's a sign. There's a sign in just bold white letters and stuff, and you read it, it's like, Loser Island. <laughs> and basically, it just pokes fun of the players, like, wow, you were stupid enough to follow it all the way down and stuff, and oh, look at that, you got, you, now you have to restart it all over again because you got yourself fucking stuck at the bottom. <laughs> but that's that gimmick for that trial for Neon Violets. I mean, all the trials that I've done so far for each of the Neons, they have been fun, they have been memorable, and they are very distinct upon it. I know I'm not even halfway through this game already, but let me tell you something. During the times that I've had played it, either in handheld mode, while falling asleep in bed, or fucking in my chair right here and stuff, and like playing this game on my Switch, on my TV, it has been an absolute blast. I think I spent like a good solid like hour and a half or something like that just the other night just playing it to replay the levels and get caught up. But, yeah, this is something that uh, I feel like more gamers should play and experience because of how easy it is to pick up and play, how fun the initial aspect of trying to do this one more game mentality stuff. I mean, sure, it does have a bit of an anime art style to it. It may turn off some people. I mean, there are some, like, things I immediately noticed right off the bat in terms of, like, say, the dubbing type of things. It's It's fine. It's not, like, terrible or anything of it. The character you control on, control as Neon White, he has one of the most distinctive voices from, like, the anime dub community and stuff, as he voiced roles for 
pretty famous anime characters and stuff in the U.S. One of the most notable being like Spike Spiegel from Cowboy Bebop. But uh, but in terms of the game, Tyler, if you even have a little bit of an interest, man, you can always wait for a sale, try to pick it up or whatsoever. And God bless it, I have a freaking gnat on my computer screen. And oh, source. I hate those things. But, uh, dude, definitely pick it up if you feel like you want to have some that you can play on the go for your Switch. Because that is, this is the most ideal type of game to play portably. Yeah. Gables, you had me at Doom. And you lost me in anime. <laughs> well, like I was saying, man, it's it's got that action, that fast-paced sort of thing that Doom 2016 has, along with the terrain and like navigation of like a Mirror's Edge. But at the same time and stuff, it has a really cool-ass use of the whole discarding card system and stuff. You know, so you'll find different ways to just complete courses and shit. <laughs> but uh, other neon white, you know, when Nintendo did their Switch update, they updated their like uh, the games that they released for the Super Nintendo and the NES and all the other stuff. Yeah. yeah. So I did have a chance to try out some of the games, like uh, that obscure Japanese only game, like Project Diva or some of that sort. That whole like mech controlling game. I try playing is that. This like, is this like a prequel to Diva from Overwatch? No, 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 no. Not oh. in the slightest. This is something This is something that was in Japan only, and I can understand why. I couldn't understand a lot of what was going on. And it's not just because it was in a different language, but because the concept of the game in and of itself kind of reminds me of like a... Uh, you control this mech, you're supposed to travel around to other planets, right? But then you have to clear off like certain other planets or get resources from other planets and stuff. But I ended up getting last, lost within the first 10 minutes and stuff, and I'm thinking to myself, you know what, this isn't too fun. So I turned off that one. Tried playing a little bit of Kirby's Avalanche because I've never actually played that game before on the Super Nintendo. That's the, Puy- the Puyo Puyo game? Yeah, it's, it's basically the Puyo Puyo stuff. It, Fun fact, that Puyo Puyo game in and of itself, Kirby's Avalanche and Dr. Robotnik's Beam Beam Machine, they're basically the same game, right? Just different skins through the different consoles. What, I mean, what what... Like popular franchise didn't get a knockoff Tetris game in in, in that era. In that era, like Zelda, God, I, think yeah. that, I think that's the list. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, pretty much Zelda. You know, when I think about it, The Legend of Zelda didn't really have that full on puzzle game in that generation specifically. Yeah, but uh, let's see. I played a little bit of that. You know, didn't really. I. I played some bit of Kirby's Avalanche, got uh, kind of frustrated at stuff like the center end of it because it has that difficulty sort of spike to where it's an old type of uh, old school type of mentality and stuff where you have an easier time and stuff with some of these enemies. And all of a sudden you get to that one CPU or something like that is just an absolute asshole and stuff. And just you're stuck on that one for so long of a times and all of a sudden it's like, oh, okay. I can go past these other few, not not that difficult. And all of a sudden, you go to the next NPC that does, no, CPU character that does that. So, I played Kirby's Avalanche. Not too sure if I want to continue on with that one, because I'm not really in the mood for enduring that type of bullshit after playing through a lot of Pokemon Puzzle League. Enjoying my time with that, but at the same time, I am not doing the hardest difficulty in that mode. I mean, goddammit, I want to have my thumbs and my fingers intact. You don't, want your mute, you don't want to get Mewtwo? <laughs> uh, 
like I said, man, it's going to be one of those games where I'm probably going to continue with probably later down the line, but I'm in no hurry because I have beaten that game, but mm. I want to get everything in that yeah. game. I will definitely aim towards Mewtwo. Well, yeah, you heard it here first. Gables, not a fan of Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> but the last game that released was called Fighter's History, and this is a game released by Data East, the same ones that have released like certain like arcade ports and stuff to console game, like consoles before and stuff. I know them predominantly through their Joe and Mac games, the Super Nintendo and like NES respectively. But Fighter's History, it's basically a Street Fighter 2 clone. And a lot of the characters are sort of uh, modeled after like the more popular characters in that franchise. But uh, I controlled the default character of like the arcade mode, the whole like, the whole freaking story mode aspect of it called like Sam Che or some of that sort of like Sam Che. It was hilarious. This is modeled after Sagat from like Street Fighter 2, right? And it's like he's mixed in with uh, that other Street Fighter character that has Muay Thai backgrounds. Uh, I think his name is Adon from the Street Fighter Alpha series. And what's hilarious about it is, you know, when you're playing a fighting game and uh, you know you're playing on easy mode or if you're playing on a game, a fighting game that is not particularly good is if you can repeatedly do the same type of moves or something like that. Like say do a jump, like like a neutral jump and like do like a hard kick or something. Just, you could just tell where the AI is going to do something right. And you counteract them and you win matches that way. That was basically my entire run of, uh, on easy mode and stuff for fighters for that, uh, that fighters game and stuff like that for the Super Nintendo. And it was kind of hilarious, though, because I would, I'd be throwing, like, freaking fireballs. I'd be doing the whole Muay Thai stuff, like, like like Sakat would be doing. And what's hilarious about it is it goes through, like, all these random, like, courses and stuff, all these random countries. Like, you could tell things that are inspired from, like, say, Brazil or from China or from the United States. And then you get to the last couple of characters. There's an actual fighter in the game called Clown. Now, just straight-up Clown. And once you get to a stage, it is literally the most bizarre fucking thing that you can imagine inside of a fighting game. Because you have this sort of a trippy-ass dream sequence type of stage to where you're fighting this fighter, right? But at the background, you notice there's people juggling things in the clouds in the background. You see, like, also these bizarre fucking images and stuff in the back. I'm like, what the fuck is this? It's actually inside the trailer when they advertise it, you know, for... Uh, Nintendo Switch Online and stuff, one of the stages they show is of that stage in and of itself. And granted, that was the point in time where I'm like, yeah, of course, of course, this is going to be some sort of bizarre shit. And that dude was like the second to last character in that game, that, that arcade mode that you can go forth and like uh, complete. Then the last one, the last, the last one kind of scared me for a minute because the dude in and of itself, his name is Karnoff. It, the name itself wasn't scaring me. But I've watched fighting videos and stuff of a particular character that's supposed to be the most bullshit, like, final boss character of all time, and his name is Karnov. But the thing... Did he get revenge? Oh, no, no, no. No, this dude... This dude wasn't the... It wasn't the same game as what I was watching in that regards. But, yeah, he was relatively easy. But uh, then again, you know, I completed that arcade mode on easy. I had maybe some inklings of fun, but I really wasn't too impressed with the game because it was too much of a, of a clone of Street Fighter 2. Sure, there was some interesting, like, aspects in terms of the controls and, like, the different types of, like, character variations and stuff, but, uh, yeah, you can tell it was just, like, a cheap knockoff, 
quintessentially. So, yeah, having tried that Switch online update stuff, not really impressed with the selection that Nintendo put out mm. for the month of July. Uh, but, yeah, that's it for me. All righty. Um, well, guys, I think that will do it for us this week. Um, if you like to say at the top of the show, if you're liking all this, you're joining us, and you still haven't subscribed, liked, shared, told a friend, ran outside, stopped the guy in the middle of the street, told him about it, pulled over on your pulled over if you're driving on the road, got out in the middle of the interstate, and told people them. about it. <laughs> what was that? And then cursed them. <laughs> yep, that too. Cursed them, whatever you got to do, uh, and told them about the Junk Dashers podcast. What the fuck are you doing? Please do that. <laughs> Like, share, subscribe, five stars, hit that like button, um, all that fun jazz. Look in the show, show notes down at the bottom. You'll find the links to everything that we're on. Um, but guys, I have been your host, Tyler. And I have been Colonel Gables, everyone. And I want to tell you to have yourself a fun week. It takes a lot more effort to be angry than it is to be happy. So obviously be happy with what you, what hand you've been dealt in life. But most importantly of all, thank you for listening to another fun-filled episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds podcast. And hey, Gables. Yeah. Too sweet, baby. Too sweet, man. <laughs> Bye, guys. See ya. So what?